Namaste. This is Maya Tiwari with episode 14 of Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth. In this episode, we will be talking about the new age, so-called holistic, superfoods, and the reductionist ideology at work. Now, what is reductionism? According to scientific reductionism definition, it is the idea of reducing complex interactions and entities to the sum of their constituent parts in order to make them easy to analyze, explore, and study. One form of scientific reductionism follows the belief that every single process in nature can be broken down into its constituent parts. Now, this is the method by which our medicines are made in conventional and allopathic medical systems. But we understand from such a backlash of ineffective drugs, very, very expensive drugs, that go through a process that has so little to do with the blessing of Mother Nature. In fact, the process itself is quite extraordinarily grotesque when you think of it because everything is done in a lab. Modern pharmaceutical practices, each year we see dozens of new drugs enter the market, but in their wake, thousands of candidate drugs fall to the wayside. And notwithstanding the research and development travails of these new drugs that make it to the market, will have taken around a decade and more and cost more than one and a quarter billion dollars to bring to the fore. Their journey would most likely begin in a, in a laboratory where researchers and pharmaceutical industry undertake basic research to understand the process behind the disease, but that process is often at a cellular molecular level and today more and more at the genetic level. They may be using a gene protein or uh, that's instrumental in the disease process as a blocking receptor or some such thing. What we're looking at in the new age industry of thousands and thousands of new products coming into the market, although they are more conscious in terms of the herbology that is being used, Mother Nature's herbs mostly, apart from some of the blocking and coagulating agents that they also use. And we could say that that is considerably healthier than most of our pharmaceutical drugs. But what we are looking at is the breakdown, the same reductionist principle 
and processes being used by the New Age holistic industry as well. And what I mean by that is that all of the ingredients are granulated, powdered down, which means that the energy quanta or tan matra in, in Vedic sense is being broken down. We lose much of it. Then they're being tightly pressed together during the manufacturing to make hard pills or soft pills or, or uh, broken down into liquid to make liquid gels as well. Typically, typically these, uh, these herbal formulas will contain a few active ingredients that have nothing to do with Mother Nature and then several excipients which are additives and substances that help them to hold the pills together. Okay, this, the word superfood was coined in 1949. From that time onward, momentum has grown and recently burst into with renewed vigor the demand and supply of superfoods, which are mostly packed in powders and tablets and capsules. We need to understand that anything that is broken down, anything that uses the reductionist formulation to put together is going to, from the very start, lose a great degree of its energy and life force. And therefore, we're paying for another set of fodder, maybe a little bit better in terms of its relationship to the body because they are using herbs. But we are really also looking at the modernization of our medicines in such a way that they become not as effective as we think they may be. The movement of calling products superfood puts our society into two camps. Those who believe that superfood health benefits uh, are actually uh, tangible and and can help us to heal from various disease and those who are skeptical about it thinking that it's nothing more than a marketing hype but it's both really it can help us to heal certain things but it's still not the optimum form of healing ayurveda as i will get to in a moment is the optical form of healing because it takes into consideration our relationship to mother nature the entire whole, the component that we are woven into in, in, in Vedic epistemology, we are human beings that are intrinsically woven into nature, into her forests and rivers, skies, animals, plants. We're all interdependent and there is a symbionic and totally inherent relationship that we the humans bear to Mother Nature. Unlike the animal kingdom, humans live in a very complex world today. Among the complexity of what we are living with is this incredible set of foods and herbs and, and what we call medicines and also the, the conventional tablets and pills and, and medicines and potions. These things are all brought to us by what is called the reductionist theory. The reductionist theory takes only into consideration the broken down, fragmented, partialized parts of something and disregarding the whole completely. Ayurveda, on the other hand, is about 
whole mess, whole medicine, the whole system. We look at the five elements as it influences Mother Nature. We look at Mother Nature as she influences our dhatus, our seven vital tissue layers. And we'll get into that in a little bit more um, because it is a system that is well worth its weight in our modern society to help us to redress and to reclaim that which we are losing, which we have already lost, which is at great risk. I just wanted really in this talk to demystify the whole power, the mystical, magical power that is being advertised through what is called superfoods. The only superfood we have is that which grows in Mother Earth without the chemicals, pesticides, genetic modifications, and everything else that goes on, cell-based agri agriculture, whatever. Just nature's pure and unadulterated seeds that grow into beautiful plant in an environment, hopefully, that is not polluted, air-wise, water-wise. That is what a superfood truly is. But when we get down to looking and analyzing again, what we're using really is the old, worn-out, patriarchal, money-making, profiteering, agglomerate terminology and the processes of reductionism using excellent or well-made, well-grown organic foods and herbs and Ayurvedic herbs, etc., etc. We're pulling it from all the entire, con uh, entire world's continents in terms of, of putting it all together. Mother Nature knows exactly how to put things together. And when we learn the art of sadhana, we also learn how to meld it together into our cooking styles to serve the entire wholeness of our whole human psyche, soul, body, spirit, mind, home, hearth, earth, and it all. Let me, for instance, give an example of what I'm talking about with superfoods for those who don't know what it is. We're looking at foods that we have had grown in Mother Nature from time immemorial. Kale, which is high in everything, calcium, vitamin A, C, K, whatever. Blueberries, rich in antioxidants and vitamins. Sweet potatoes in vitamin B. Avocado in vitamins A, C, B, E, K, B. And omega-3 fatty acids, etc. We're looking at horseradish, Cruciferous vegetables such as kale and cabbage, collards, broccoli, cauliflower, rabe, figs, blueberries, dark leafy greens, the alums, the alums, which are leeks and onions and scallions, shallots, ramps, garlic. We're looking at seeds like chia seeds and we're looking at nuts like Brazil nuts, almond, sesame seeds, walnut, flax seeds, spices like turmeric, ginger, cayenne, black pepper, cinnamon, cardamom, grains like spelt and oats and quinoa, 
many, many endless number of herbal teas. We're looking at cacao, we're looking at seaweeds. Okay, all of this in and of itself is phenomenal food, especially grown under conscious conditions. But when we start to reduce their effect and powder them and put them through the whole reductionist uh, practice, which is not just breaking things down. Reductionism actually has to do with more the isolation of different parts and areas of thinking. It's, it's a brain thing. It's a, it's a way that our mind function in order to think in parts and pieces and compartments and fragmentizations. And so that same mindset is putting together what they call your superfood formula. And we need to understand that and appreciate it in order to move on from it as well. By contrast, by great contrast, we're looking at the entire Asian subcontinent, India subcontinent, the vast repository of medical plants that we have been culling and garnering since uh, many thousands and thousands, from the beginning of time really, from millennia, but traceable in the last 10,000 years or so. We're not calling it alternative medicines as you do, but the traditional system of herbs and minerals and organic matter in the preparation of herbal, so many specific type of herbal preparations done in accord with, okay, Mother Nature, number one, her five elements, number two, the way the elements course through the human system, number three, in terms of our doshas or what we call metabolic systems of vata, pitta, kapha and if you don't know what that is it's fine it's the way the five elements course through the human body we're looking at the characteristic of these energies and elements in each of our organ system through the entire dhatu system of the seven tissue layer of 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 our being and everything can in the microcosmic world be compared back to the macrocosmic world in identical mirror image small and large of the same and then we are looking at phenomenal ways of preparing these herbs that were handed down from the incredible ingenious practices of our rishis and our ancient physicians. And by the way, Ayurveda is a highly systematized medicine system resting on the codified theories of thousands and thousands of years of practice. It is indeed, as it translates from Sanskrit to English, a science of life. And it implies that a state of balance is the best thing that we can achieve and attain in our lives, always from the whole, the whole point of view, the whole incredible universal cycle, as it spins into cadence through the seasons and the seasons through the five elements, and the five elements as they course their way into the human body and into the body of every species. We're looking at a very large science that, yes, we can have the microscopic view as well. Yes, we can isolate something like cancer and look at it, cancer of the liver, or we could look at 
a, a different disease like fibromyalgia or any of the of, of the viruses that we are facing today. We can look at the coronavirus as well. And we could say in Ayurveda, if we're looking at something like the coronavirus, then we are talking about nature's dynamic systems, such as turbulence, weather patterns, and her chaotic systems like pandemic or crowd behavior. These incredible chaotic systems are created and caused, according to Ayurveda, or the Vedic way of thinking, by the disruption of our nature in Mother Nature, of our Earth. Isolating one's phenomenon and, and studying it often changes its behavior, meaning in the reductionist way of looking at something. It is impossible to measure both the position and speed of an electron, for instance, because measuring one affects the other. So we're never in reductionist principle really looking, we're very, it's, it's insane, it's actually quite incredible that we can deduce anything from the reductionist principle that we've been using for the last century and more, at least since World War I. So it's time for us to get back to where life is less chaotic. And the only solution to that, the only answer really lies in Mother Earth and our indelible connection to her. In the works that I have printed in Ayurveda, in the books, many books, for the last 35 years now I've been writing on Ayurveda. And as many of you know, I opened the first school for Ayurveda in North America in 1981. Ayurveda was in very difficult, almost defunct state in India at that time. But I understood that we must bring back this whole life science, the dissemination of its incredible wisdom for all cultures, for all people, for the entire world. Because when I came through the passage, and that vortex of ovarian cancer at a very early age, and survived it, I understood that non-chemical healing principle in the world must be known. There's since been a quantum growth and resurgence in Ayurveda in the last 40 years since I first started my campaign. There are currently over 300,000 registered medicine Ayurveda practitioners in the world and really when you think of it it's almost almost half of the entire modern medical practitioners which is less than a million. In India we've identified over 30,000 medical plans which have been recorded not to mention native medicines in tribal areas in the Siddhi form of medicine in Yunani form of medicine there's so much more. So I would say we have at least 100,000 medical plants in Ayurveda with known value. The healers of the past are ancient practitioners of Ayurveda, Yunani, Siddhi, medicines of India, 
and also the Chinese and Japanese medicine systems, ancient medicine systems, also the Native American medicine systems and all Native people medicine systems. We see how the preparation was so different. In Ayurveda, we have endless terminology for the ways we can prepare medicine because it's prepared in accord with the rhythms of Mother Moon, of Mother Sun, of Father Sun and Mother Moon. It, with the seasons, with the, one of the six seasons, and we do have six seasons according to Ayurveda. Principles of living, whether we live in the tropics or in the temperate zones and southern or northern hemisphere. We look at the way that those elements course through and how they're, and we look at the preparation. We look at the condition of the environment and society in which our people live when we are preparing a certain formula. We use local herbs usually. And then basically, we would then create something that will send it either shallowly into the, into the dhatus, the seven tissue layer, or deeply into it, and also target the right tissue that we need to target depending on what the condition is. It is such an ingenious system, intuitive, based in all of the intelligence that Mother Nature has offered to us human beings. We look at lehams, which are like jam-like uh, preparations, rhythms which are made with the incredible ghee, uh, uh, the clarified butter of the organic butter of the beautifully cared for cow. We look at the rishtams, which are so delicious actually. And we look at churnas, which are the powders, and we can go on endlessly with the number of preparations we make because each has a value to very specific health conditions. Rasayanas, for instance, enrich the, our rasa, our, sense of, our essence of self, or ojas, helps us to attain our longevity, our memory, our health, youthfulness, excellence, luster of complexion, voice, etc., 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 etc. We have several different types of rasayanas that work with different parts of our disease structure or, or better still, our immunological structure. We have the, that prana kamya, which promotes vitality and longevity, the medha kamya, which which promotes intelligence. We have the Shrika, the Shrikamya, which is for complexion. The Naimitika Rasayanas, which help to fight specific diseases or major diseases. It would be a tragedy if we were to start putting these incredible ancient principles of preparation these incredible ancient principles of non-reductionist investigation and exploration of nature's intelligence via diseases and cures, if we were to start using the modern, affected, most unfortunate system of reductionism, just to keep up with what is accepted by our human community. Almost two million practitioners that we know of in the world 
are using traditional medicine systems for healthcare. In, in, in India, sorry, not, not, not in the world, many, many, many more. It's a large topic and all that I need to make clear from this talk today is that when we are using an archaic set of principles and processes to produce what we call modern holistic ways of healing and its products and medicines, then we need to stand pause and look at it very carefully. Our solution now, as before, and always will be, is to return to the bosom of Mother Nature with great respect and to learn from her, to serve her, to safeguard our health, our family, and our humanity through our allegiance and alliance with her. Thank you. Peace be your journey. Have a blessed day.